Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And you're apparently gone refined. Yes. Okay, I'm, I got different headphones in, and it's making me hear my own voice really clearly. And that also is in turn making you British? Um, oh, let's roll back and listen to the tape. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. Okay, yeah, so it sounds a little British. <laughs> Very British, and the conversion happened on air, actually. Yeah, just, real time. That was real time, just trying to figure figure life out at the moment. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you should have remained British, because British is awesome. Oh, uh, I can't do that. Well, you're drinking tea. It definitely lends itself to the British theme. Uh, we do Which, by, reminds me, that's a new topic suggestion in my mind. Just tea? Or British, or British tea. Well, there's a lot of great British composers. Well, that might be a little tougher for me. I'd be looking more like London-y sounding jams. It sounds corny to even think about, but they do exist. Yeah. Once you hear it, you'll know what I'm <laughs> yeah, talking yeah, about. Sure. You're like, you're whatever, Purnell. Well, fine. Fine. Which reminds me, What's oh, up? I'm Purnell. <laughs> I never said that. And my name is Rob Nichols. Now, you did say Rob Nichols. And you're Purnell. Sometimes. But I'm always Rob. That is true. Yes. Oh my god, this like anyway. we just lost some people right there. <laughs> I kid. I kid cuz I love. It's been a weird week. Uh, it's been yeah. Well, we're recording it's a Wednesday. Mhm. Yeah. It's been it's been quite a week. One week since I took a nap. It's been you've been only awake for a little while. This probably. Probably. I I've done a lot. Uh I've gone to I went over I went out of town again. And as of the next episode, I will have gone out of town one more time. Oh, my God. Um, but uh, it was fun. I got to go to a crazy wedding and a crazy hot sauce festival. Yeah, I saw that. There was a lot of hot sauce. Yes. Hot sauces which burn the mouth. I met a guy who resembles Heisenberg from, or rather Walter White from uh, Breaking Bad mm-hmm. in a hilarious way. I spent a good 40 minutes talking to the guy. He runs a hot sauce company called, I want to say it's like Voodoo Chili or something like that. I'll probably mention it later on the show because I should do that. But um, I was talking to him and then at one point I was like, so we should take a photo together. And we also took a picture. He goes to grab a hat and he puts on. I was like, oh my God, you're Walter White. <laughs> Where's that blue sky sauce? What did he just like? Did he just look like it, or looks it... to the letter? Oh yeah, it looked exactly like him. And then I was privy to witness a hot pepper eating contest, which I tell myself I want to do one day, and then I watch it in action, and I seriously question how a gallbladderless person could endure it, because these guys have gallbladders, <laughs> and they were horrible at it. When you were posting about it, I was, uh, it looked like you were, com- you were like, oh, I'm gonna. You were in the contest. I thought about competing. And I, was, I, thought I was. I was going to lose a friend. It could have because it was Carolina Reaper consumption. Oh my gosh! And uh, it was, it was pretty on the nose. So and that's what we bought you from Florida, right? It was like a Carolina Reaper like sauce or a jelly or something. It was like I think it was sauce more so. Yeah. But in this case, what they did was yeah, I definitely have to describe this. <laughs> Rated R for gross. Anyway, the point is. 
You get a guy on stage from the Guinness Book of World Records. He's wearing a suit and a tie. Yeah, I'm prepared. And you have a guy who's wearing, who's tatted up, holding a microphone, talking like he's a reject from like Deftones or something. Okay. And the idea is that each person goes up and they get one minute yeah. to eat as many Carolina Reapers as they possibly can. The amount of peppers that they have in a bowl that they're eating from is measured. The weight of the bowl is measured. And they can't just swallow these things, right? Well, they can if that's how they get them down. But the point is they got to get them down. So once that minute is up, then they have to go another minute without consuming anything. Oh, my God. So they are forced to live with the hallucinations. God knows what else your body does to you when it's crying out in pain. That's insane. And the announcer is taunting you the whole time. Then how... I've never experienced that level of spiciness, right? So No, you haven't. So I barely have. If you endure it for a while afterwards, what happened? Like how do you overcome that? Like how how does that you pain suffer? Stop? You just suffer until it's over. You suffer until it's done. It's so the it's like, like getting cut. If you got cut in right. the arm and received no treatment, let's let's just assume that you at least put something on it to, to keep it from getting infected, of course. Right, right. You will experience pain until the body naturally heals. That's insane. And gets past the, or at least just gets past the pain point. Same with taking peppers. But due to the way it is inflicted, things happen to your body. Yeah, it's all on the inside. It's like you can cut yourself and it's on the outside. Yes. And in this case, the other component of the, me- of the judging, which I held back intentionally, is that in addition to weighing the other things I mentioned, uh-huh. he also weighs what comes out of you. So... Oh, and the in the so end, this, is, this is a spectator sport. This is the real McCoy. Yeah. So you got Cass holding it in for a minute. One oh. guy was up there like, "This is terrible." And then it was done. It's like minute up. He's ah! oh, and then they and then and they measure and the volume of it. They measure the volume of that, and then they oh. do the difference, and that's how you determine who won oh. a cool one thousand dollars. <laughs> that is not worth it. Oh my god! What a prestigious Guinness Book of World Records. I guess that was the real prize, but as I watched that, my my heart went to thinking of better things to do. Maybe I tried if I was near my own toilet, which I was not at the time. No way. So, but no, I, a thousand, over a thousand miles away from home, not near my throne, I couldn't in good faith <laughs> consider doing this to myself, knowing that I wasn't going back home immediately. Going back the only throne I've ever known. Yeah, just imagine, like it's bad enough when you're at like a friend's house. Like I got a, I got a number two. Yeah, it's another thing but where you're like, I like... just ate ten Carolina Reaper peppers. My body is going to suffer for two days, and I have to use and do a number two. Yeah, that's that's a hospital visit. It is, yeah. and the paramedics were on ready, on site at the ready, wow. just in case. I saw wow. a luchador. I saw a luchador do the contest. He failed miserably. I saw a guy that went by the name Sasquatch. He went up there and he <laughs> took it like a champ. I don't know if he won or not, though. Some people though, they're they're built for it, or they just they just done it so many times that they're used yeah, to it. Yeah, they're just used to it. Yeah. The closest I've gotten is a Carolina Reaper dust covered chip, which is bad enough. Yeah, you barely touched your fingers on it, and it's just like, and it still burned yeah. my it still burned my skin a little bit. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. But Man. the fun, the fun. I think want, of the fun. Do these do these vegetables appear in, in nature, or were they like they were genetically they were crossbred and modified? 
I keep saying genetically modified, but when you say that, I think people take it out of context. Right. I but mean, they were crossbred. They were crossbred for this for this purpose. Yep. Because like I actually have a, a. I know people are like, "Whoa, welcome to the cro- the, the hot pepper podcast." I'm interested. I'm interested. But um, no, I am too. I yeah. like talking about. It. But uh, I actually took a card home. I don't even remember where I got it from. Maybe someone gave it to me. But it lists all the different peppers and how they, you know, like their Scoville levels. And the jalapeno is so far down. Yes. And I swear, I feel like 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, the jalapeno may have been three from the top. That's crazy. So people the, just keep pushing the limit. Scoville, the Scoville um, measurement is, it's, um, what's the word? The Scoville measurement is. If you know, you can uh, say, because I sure as heck don't. No, I just well, know well, it. It tells you how hot it is. Yeah, and it tells you how hot it is, but. It, it's subjective is what it is because it's one it's usually like one person or a panel of people and then they compare it to other ones that they've had and then that's how they determine the rating of it there's no scientific method of like there's no like of, volume of, of capsaicin or, or something yeah no it's not even that no that just makes it funnier when you're like what is this 50 million scoville yeah, they units. do something with uh with beers where it's like IBUs to determine the the bitterness but often it's like this has a very high IBU percentage but then they you never would know that because they balance it with extra malts to be sweet. So something with like something with a huge high bitterness um, percentage in a beer generally isn't going to taste as bitter as something that has a lower percentage that isn't as sweet. So it's all about balance with beers, but with peppers, it's all about just murder, right? Yeah, they're, they're pretty just, much. These things are not designed to be pleasant. No, like I think. It's just people who keep pushing the limit of what they can cut, what they can tolerate. Like, whereas I'll sit there and say, Carolina Reaper is too rich for my blood mm. or too hot for my toint. Uh, there are other people who <laughs> would say that they've long since gone past the jalapeno and the habanero mm. and the bootjaloki, and they want hotter because their body has adjusted to how hellish the bootjaloki is. So some guy said, you know, I got this Reaper thing oh, man. straight from hell's mouth to your mouth. <laughs> Well, let's let's get into some music, since we are a video game music podcast. The theme is peppers. <laughs> the theme is the Wild West. Which... I used to live downtown, 129th Street, Convent. I don't know what this is. You ever heard the song Wild Wild West from way back in the day? Oh, Wicked Wicked Wild. No, not that crappy one. That's the Will Smith version. I'm talking about the old school one. I want to say it was done by like a... Like, Kumo D or Kumo D. Oh, okay. Now we're going to look that up. I used to hear it a lot back in grade school. We're going to end on that song. I used to live downtown, 129th Street Convent. Whereas I don't remember something that we all friend. We're going to talk about the Wild Wild West. So and then Will on... Smith's song is loosely based on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then they brought in like Stevie Wonder and then they brought in a bunch of Will Smith lyrics. Yeah, he goes, wicked, wicked wild. <laughs> so we're going to talk about games around the Wild Wild West. I can't, okay, I'm going to say it wild, wild. The Wild West, the Old West, the Old West, country bumpkins, we're talking, tumbleweeds, Texas gold. When we were exploring the western part of the United States before it was the United States, gold, oil, cattle, death. Yeah, scurvy. A lot of problems in their past. Yes. Yeah. All the horrors. So let let's have fun with that. I'm going to start with a track from a, a TV show we grew up watching. Which, Standing tall? No, this is the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Oh, dear Lord. The arcade game. It's, this is a Konami arcade game. Something told me you were going to go with that game. Well, yes, but it is composed by Machiro Yamane. Ooh. Yes. Uh, one of our favorites. So this is a, definitely a Konami title. And 
composed on the YM2151 hardware in the arcade, the Cowboys of Mume. So we're going to listen to stage three, one. This is a hot track. This is not a Karakurana Reaper track, but we're talking... Cowboys of Mumesa. Oh dear God! Is it, we're going there? Aren't we're we? talking anthropomorphic cows. Well, I reckon you'd best be playing that track there, Pilgrim. I'm starting it now. One, <laughs> two, three, cows. <laughs> <laughs> Stage 3-1 from the Cowboys of Mumesa for the arcade, composed by none other than Machiri Yamane. This was during the period where every cartoon had to have anthropomorphic animals that had an attitude. Yes. And SWAT cats. Remember SWAT cats? Yep. Oh, Bucky were... O'Hare. Yeah. I will say SWAT cats. They were on the tail end of it. I remember yeah, they, they were on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were on like um, some other network TV. Oh, watch... TBS. TBS. Yeah, we used to watch them after school. That was like junior high, so this was a while. <laughs> this was a long time ago. I think that's what I think. I think TBS had it. It got canceled, but it got a brief res- a respite on Cartoon Network. Yes. So very like I remember getting into that because like I was like, oh, this looks kind of dumb. The animation's not that great, but then the music would start, and it was like this so heavy. Wait, which one? Uh, Swatcast. Oh, making sure. Yeah, Swatcast no, was awesome. This is the opposite. This is like this has got some kind of cool '80s like slow jazz like cool jazz kind of elevator music vibe to it which i am in love with and honestly we were talking about it during the break but i didn't even know this game had an arcade game oh, i only knew about the i believe it was an snes release it got i assume which may that, have been a port yeah i assume that the, uh, the snes title was a port of the arcade it makes me think though like i, I it's amazing i didn't think about this anytime recent though i might have in my old man memory just went away with me but you know, all these games we have nowadays, and there's a lot of times you'll hear people criticize how simpleton games tend to be just to keep people buying new ones. Like, hey, this is a game where you run and you shoot a bunch of junk and you move on to so beat the boss and complete the game. Like, just simple running gun shooting. But then you go back and look at all these old arcade games we used to really like and we used to pop tons of quarters into. Yeah. And it was the same thing. You yeah. ran left to right, you shot a bunch of dudes or you whipped a bunch of dudes or punched them and you occasionally got a health pickup, you beat a bunch of bosses and ended the game. And you go right. You go right, typically. It's yeah. very rare a game but, actually bucked the trend with it. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess innovation wasn't 
the flavor of the day. It was all about getting the the getting the mascots, getting getting the the, the franchises. You know. Oh yeah, it did the job. I mean, yeah. I was a Simpsons aholic in the arcade. Oh yeah. And same with both Turtles games. Yeah, the Turtles games, the Simpsons. The Cowboys of Moon Mesa. No, that wasn't us. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Actually, I heard great things about that one. I never got to play it either. But then all of the ones on SNK, like um, a Sengoku, that game was cool. Well, you can actually get that now. That's one of the games that's been getting re-released like up the dickens. They're fun. They're one, two, and three. Ridiculously hard, but I mean, like, most of them are. But Yeah, they are. I don't know anything about this game, but I just I love the soundtrack. And I started listening to it. I'm like... This is super cool. I love the opening where it goes. Well, the game looks pretty entertaining. It's just left to right scrolling, sometimes by way of bird or horse. But you're essentially, you get a gun, you're just like firing it, rapid fire at enemies. Probably in the arcade, you have to mash the button. Yeah, yeah, it's got like a Sunset Riders. And I kind of like that when you took out dudes, their hat would fall off. Like they, they would disappear, but the hat would hit the ground and just oh, sit cool. there for a bit yeah. and see which all the carnage you've caused. You've caused. So it's not like this is just like you know, bang, dead, and then like they like flash and then they're gone. Yeah, they That's flash. Like you see all the hats the hat on the goes. screen. Yeah. The hats come back though, which I is like really that. nifty. But honestly, hat damage. <laughs> pick up hats for massive <laughs> damage. All right, so what's your first pick on this this adventure? Well, I ended up going with an obscurity and a normally. And I figure I'll go with the Obscurmally first. Obscure, though the question I have now is like, <laughs> would you reckon? Would you prefer to go with a T or a B? Ooh, T to B, top to bottom. We're going uh, go to B. Okay. So the track I'm going to go with is from the game Boot Hill Heroes, and the track title is just Battle Theme B, and it is composed by Jake Kaufman. Ooh, awesome! All right, let's get into this. <laughs>
welcome back there, pilgrims. You are listening to the Battle Thing B thing from the game <laughs> Boot Hill Heroes, composed mm. by a young Jake Koff. Was he young when he when he did this one? Was this one of his earlier ones? No, I'm 92. He's younger than me. Thereby, he is a younger whippersnapper. Oh, he's just full of energy and pep and zip. Well, I mean, I guess compared to other composers that we listen to, he is one of the youngest. Although, one of, still one of the most prolific. Yes, indeed, son. Now, here's the deal. Boot Hill Heroes is a red cracker of a game. I feel like you're going to try to sell me, like, denture, like, cream. No, shuddy, I'm selling you snake oil. Okay. Goes right to your green jeans and fills you up with all sorts of jittery. Well, tell me about what I'm hearing, because what system is this for? It's on the PC, and I do believe it was released on the Vita. Oh. Also, fun fact, and I'm going to eventually get tired of this voice, <laughs> but not yet. <laughs> fun fact, so while looking up this track, I started playing this game many years ago. 19 Dickety 2013, actually. And, uh, 2000 Dickety 13. Dickety 3. And I came to realize that this game was going to be a multi-part title, and rumor had it at the time that they weren't going to finish the three games. So it just kind of, my desire to continue and beat the game just kind of fizzled out. And then, while looking this game up last night, I came to realize something really cool, which is that Experimental Gamer Studios, the company who made this game, actually released the second game last Christmas. 2017, five years later. Math is hard. Four years later. Four years later. So do you think they had they had worked on this and then they came back and they're like, oh, that's us now that like maybe now we can release it. Yeah, I'm guessing maybe they're, they had to get new funding and then resume the game, or maybe they stopped, took a break in order to work out some kinks that the original game had. But ultimately, they released this sequel, and I actually commented on their Facebook page and say, hey, oh my god, I was preparing for a podcast and realized that you guys made a sequel. Now I have to play it. So I bought it off of Steam last night. But um, this game is pretty cool. So it definitely was inspired, at least visually, by Earthbound because everything should be inspired by Earthbound in some way. And battle-wise, you have a, a cowboy, a cowgirl, an Indian, and a desperado. And you get them as you play through the game in increments or whatnot. And the combat is pretty interesting. You have four attacks that you can equip on them. And the battle, all four attacks progress with an active time battle sort of bar. So when the bar fills on an attack, you can choose to use that skill. Stronger skills take longer to charge up. And there's other effects like poison and stuff like that. And the other enemies have attacks that can do the same thing. And it has that quirky earthbound feel where it's like young whippersnapper, whippersnapper, decides that he wants to, you know, he, he wants to be rowdy or something. And when you beam, it's like whippersnapper reforms himself. He's going to go to college or something weird like that. It's just a genuinely interesting little title. It has its flaws as far as, like, certain programming issues that they endured or encountered. But according to the studio, the Steam versions are much improved from the one I played way back in 2013. Okay. So I think it's based on that statement as long as... It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a great game. And the music in it, well, it's Jake Kaufman, and you're already hearing one of the tracks. It's fun. This this is... It sounds like... It's got that Wild West feel to it, but it still has that fun... 
almost like jaunty, like it's got, a, it's really upbeat Jake Kaufman vibe going on, you know? Yeah, it's perfect for battle. And I the funny thing is, like, the other track that I was going to pick, but I didn't, was the town of Swellsville, which is the first town in the game. And that theme is very Wild West, and the, both the subtlety and the twang. So, whereas okay. this one's very actiony and peppy, that one's very more, much more laid huh. back. Like, dang, 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 dang. Right. Well, how about this then? Okay, I'm gonna go to. I feel like all all of the Wild West tracks that I was drawn towards sound nothing like the Wild West. <laughs> all right, so but this is an, this is like a fantasy Wild West, and you're gonna know more about this than me. This is Wild Arms Two. Oh, the, I would know for the PlayStation. You know this one, but this is a super cool track. Like I fell in love with this this song. It's so awesome. This is the Dungeon Exploring One track. Okay. I think there's two or three of them, and it's just super slick. And it's um, on the PlayStation, composed by Michiko Nakure. Listening to Dungeon Exploring One from the game Wild Arms Two. What was that? For the Sony PlayStation, composed by Michiko Nakure. What'd you say? Mm. Arms Wild. Child Arms. Old man, why don't you just chill out for a moment? I'm just trying to rock out to my tunes. You'll never understand me. <laughs> I was with it once. Back of the days of wild arms. This this music does make me feel like I should wear makeup. You know, it's got that kind of sound. Like I should wear. I should be. I think it's got. The, it's that. It's that prog rock. Like the the rhythm is not like a standard rhythm. It's all over the place. And I love the bass on this thing. Yeah, the overall OST mm. of Wild Arms. Well, the three games I played, I kind of yeah. ignored four and five. But the OSTs on all of them are something to write home about. They are they're not or they are. No, they are. Oh, they are. Okay. I enjoy them. One thing I don't like about them is that their loops come pretty short. Or pretty yeah, quickly. This, this one's pretty quick, but there's a lot of interest. Yes, there uh, is. And I love the way it loops back into the opening because that opening is very interesting. Exactly. It's like if you can get your hands on an extended cut, these tracks make for great listening. But it makes you sad because if you listen to the OST renditions of them, they're they are very short. So you're like. Retreat, repeat, yeah, yeah. Repeat. This, this one faded out, and it sounded like it was supposed to fade out on the PlayStation. Like they didn't like loop the audio somehow. 
So I cut this to loop. I, I, I might start putting these out on YouTube as like extended like 15, 20 minute or whatever. Oh yeah, for tracks that don't have them, I bet they'd be appreciated because I can tell you right now. I like this a I lot. spend a lot of time on the internet looking for extended versions of tracks. Oh, just so you can stream it just to have? Yeah, yeah. like I'll be at work listening to a 30 minute rendition of Sonic Adventure 2 tracks. I mean, that's what I do. Actually, I should give a shout out now. Uh, there's, like, there's a YouTube YouTuber. There's a guy on YouTube. He's only got two videos on his channel. But one is a two-hour mix, and one is a four-hour mix of nothing but chilled Genesis music. Oh, wow. And it's it's just Genesis soundtracks, but like only like the chill-out tracks from like all these like games. So it's like he it's basically amazing. his whole MO is chill beats? Yeah, like chill beats, like really relaxing uh, melodies. Not a lot of fast tunes. So yeah, there's a lot of Rystar music. Gotta go slow. Um, the time, Most of the Time Tracks soundtrack, which was never released... Is, is incredible. That's on there. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Fallen. I think that was Tim Fallen's only Genesis uh, soundtrack. But this is great. I love that keyboard that sounds like a flute. It's, it's super cheesy. The doop, 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 doop. I'm asking, you know what would be nice? You just got that, put that thought into my head. That? If, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of these tracks aren't done with real instruments. They're like a lot of, you know, machines code representing <laughs> instruments but it'd be nice if someone was like hey here's a website solely devoted to like taking tracks and breaking down instruments that are actually being played in the tracks because whereas you can hear these things I'm like yeah I like the doot doot you can't hear this little section right here that is kind of flutish I'll admit oh I know it sounds it sounds so cheesy like you would hear that on hold music you know mm-hmm. but, but like hold music that I want to stay on hold for <laughs> I still think more companies should just use VGM for hold music. I, I think so. This is this is good hold music. This is a this is my hold music episode. Well, there's a t- well, there's a topic. <laughs> right, I see you writing it down. Hold music. That's right. Music for we'll take this call in five minutes. Don't mm. leave, please. God, this is so good. All right, what's your next track there? Well then, well. I say I reckon that you y'all should mosey on down, have a seat, get yeah. a nice old cup of whiskey cocoa. This is That's def- right, Whiska Coco. Yeah, this is not a Wild West sounding track. <laughs> I definitely went hard on the Wild West stuff. I was hoping to get the sound in there as best I could. Oh, good. Though I will admit the One remix of us should. will not One be. One of us should. Oh, my remix is going to throw that out the window. Okay, but yeah, my too. Point is, I tried. <laughs> um, so I look forward to playing this track, and I was surprised I never picked a track from this game prior to this episode, but maybe I was just saving it. But the game is an old NES arcade classic. What's that? Gunsmoke. Oh, Gunsmoke. Not smoke. based on the TV show. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The track title is the Cayenne River or Cheyenne River, whatever your dialect is. Mine is awful. And it's composed by Junko Tamiya. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm excited to listen to this one.
Oh, hello there. I didn't see you. It's a very contemplative track. Yes. I wasn't expecting that. And I, it, that's how I completely missed our listeners over there on the side. But you just happened to show up as we were still listening to the Cayenne River theme. Or I think, Cheyenne I think River. It's not, I think it's the Cheyenne. I always say both because I'm like, I don't know. I had an argument the other day about Lumines or Lumines. And that's a whole other story, too, for me. But um, this was composed by Junko Tamiya from the game Gunsmoke. And it is awesome. Um, it's one of those rare times where I pick a track with a short loop. But I think it deserves to get the merit nonetheless. I have fond memories of playing this level and just losing my crap <laughs> trying to find wanted posters that don't want to be found. Uh, but God, this is such a wonderful team. Gun- How did Gunsmoke play? I always get it confused with like Hogan's Alley or those other like light gun games. This wasn't. A, this is not a light gun game, right? Mm-mm. Though I'd be hilarious if someone tried to make it a light gun game. <laughs> uh, essentially, you are a cowpoke who is off to rustle up some varmints who has been roughing up the turf for whatever reason. So you work on a farm and you're looking for rats who have been destroying the property. Exactly. Only the property is the countryside and the varmints, rats, are criminals. (laughs) And And for some reason, at one point, ninjas. Are you. (laughs) The rats are you. But uh, you're basically going from top to bottom. The game kind of auto-scrolls slowly. I think, now, Commander didn't auto-scroll, but you couldn't go back. Yes. But, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, I remember this one now. Yeah. But this one definitely auto-scrolled. Mm. And the idea was that enemies came from left, right, top, and I think sometimes even bottom. Yes. And your job was to either use the A and B buttons, the B button fired left, yeah. A button fired right, and you press them together to fire straight ahead. Yeah, it was like you had like the two guns and you're going left, right, or straight. Mm-hmm. And the game, if you didn't know what you were doing, is maddening. No, it's maddening. super hard. I actually remember playing this um, in an arcade up in um, Pennsylvania, playing, going to play Dance Dance, and then seeing that they had a, they had this, like the arcade version of this. And it would, yeah, it is insanely difficult. And it's funny because, like, if you play, like, I've never, I played it on the NES, I wasn't too big on the arcade version, but I assume they have a similar gameplay mechanic in that if you don't, like, if you're playing on the arcade for the first time and you don't have the marquee to tell you what to do, the way you end stages, you don't just play until you reach the end of a level. You have to actually locate a wanted poster hidden somewhere in the stage. And you have to find it by like, shooting a random spot on the board, and if, it, if you notice your bullet hit air, oh. you keep shooting until it appears. And it might be a horse, it could be that Capcom Ninja Star thing, yeah, or Yashiki, I, I, or something. I had no idea. I just know that every once in a while the thing would show up, and then it would be done. But I never knew why. But it's just random? No, it's in a place, the same place every stage. It's just hard to find. Oh, jeez. And but you can buy it if you can't find it, but this is really expensive. Why? How did this this Where's Waldo bullcrap <laughs> become like a game mechanic back then? I don't know, but I can tell <laughs> you one thing. Once garbage. you learn that's the goal of the game, yeah, yeah. things get frantic because you find yourself mashing the buttons to kill everybody, but then shooting a little extra to shoot every place you possibly can on right. the screen in hopes that a water poster's out there somewhere. Because if you don't find it before the end of the stage, it loops, and you gotta do it all over oh, again. Oh, man, yeah. I, I remember that. I, just, I also remember just being really... Because you fired... I think it was, like, at an angle, like, up left and up right. No, there's no angle. It's just oh, the way the gun works. Like, right? you're, if you're standing... I love how I'm, like, diagramming and no one can see it. Yeah, But if crazy. you're standing here where <laughs> the <laughs> pin is, <laughs> yeah. if you press the B button, you just fire yeah, diagonally left. Like, it's not directly left. Yeah, it was, like, diagonally up to the left. And that made it really, really challenging because you were constantly dodging but also not firing where you expected to. Mm-hmm. It was rough, man. And if you found the horse, that was more so an extra hit. 
Which yes. was sad because you came to pride that horse, and when the horse died, you mourned it. Yes. If you didn't mourn it, you were a monster. You are... If you were a monster, let us know so we can chastise you for it. Yeah, send us an email. Or <laughs> check us out on Facebook. We... I, I just wanted to help If you're me. a monster, find us on Facebook. <laughs> Come out from under the bed and send us a message. <laughs> but, uh... This game, honestly, is one of the first games my uncle bought on the NES. Oh, really? Yeah, because it wasn't one of the first to be released, but it was one of the first I remember it being, overall. It had, like, one of those old-style old old cover art. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, all black. And Gunsmoke, I think, was, like, in purple. Like, pur big purple letters, like, blocky letters. Yeah, it was back when the, they had the game, the actual image of the picture for the game, like, kind of in a smaller box. And yeah. then every NES game had, like, a generic border going around the image. Yeah, way, way back when I did a remix of the Pictionary music music from Pictionary with um, Jay-Z. And so I did, I did that kind of artwork, but I put Jay-Z actually in the box. <laughs> Not even a pixelated version of him, just like actually just Jay-Z rapping. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like, just, just right there. Alright, so I'm going to pull this track down, and we are going to get into the part of the show that we like to call the bonus round. Yeehaw! God damn. Go bonus round! Wow! Uh, sorry, fellas. You were excited for that one. Well, I, I reckon so. I mean, Trying to get that, that I was lasso going. <laughs> I do wish I had that sound effect. <laughs> well, I do apologize for these shorter episodes, but um, it's been a little crazy. We have a lot more traveling left to do. Mm -hmm. so, this is an amazing summer in and of itself. A brokening summer, but an yes. excellent summer yeah. nonetheless. There's a lot, lot going on. Um, and because of that, um, because of that, I should say now that our Patreon... Uh, live stream is going to be announced a little bit later in the month than it usually is. I do apologize for that, but I hope you understand. You know, and I guess if we didn't do the June one, we could always double down for two. Like we could do extra stuff. Yeah. Well, so I, I mean, I want to do extra stuff for for anyone who helps us out on the Patreon. Which that, actually, that's super cool. That's a good thought. We can mention this now since we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it now. Let's throw it out to the listeners. If like, the listeners that are podcast subscribers, right. mind if you give us enough money, Purnell will shave his beard entirely. Actually, I would, but that would, I don't think you'd, I don't know, you, Stretch you'd, goals. you'd be paying for something I would do anyway. He'll, he'll do he'll do the whole podcast without a shirt and then more money. Well, I wouldn't go that far. No one needs to see my moves, especially not me. But what <laughs> oh, I would God. say is that if you guys like have any thoughts of things that we could do, games to play or just things to discuss or whatever, or if it's just an extra live stream, let us know. And if it's something that we could feasibly do. Oh, like extra like live stream stuff to, to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, we, can, we can easily do a lot of emulator-driven uh, games. All right. And with the hot pog, even beyond that, just yeah. got to figure out how it all works. It, it all, it, it, it does all work. It all works. It all works. Anyway, I can show you, but it all works. <laughs> Trust me. All right, so I went into a very popular Wild West game called Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I remember that game, Rockstar. Yeah, people love this game. They say it's got a great narrative and it's really fun. And the sequel is finally coming out yeah, this year, supposedly. Very excited about that. So this is a remix of the theme, and it's got kind of a cool '80s like synth sound to it. And I believe. The remix is is by Life Invader and Snapmatic. I think those are their names. Mm -hmm. um, but the channel is called I Love Eighties, and there oh, wasn't and there wasn't really any other like like artist information on this one. So um, this is the super cool synthy remix of the Red Dead Redemption theme.
that dark and dirty Red Dead Redemption. I mean, that was a that was pretty pretty low. I thought it was an awesome jam. Yeah, was cool. I was enjoying it. Um, so that was the Red Dead Redemption theme remixed by Life Invader and Snapmatic. I'm pretty sure um, that's who it is. And during during the track, Pernell got an interesting email. I feel like this has happened before on the show, almost like a deja vu thing. But I got an email from Epic Games referring to unsuccessful login attempts. Hi, ASD. I have no clue who that is. We detected a series of unsuccessful login attempts from your Epic Games account. We strongly encourage you to enable two-factor authentication. Yes. Your friends at Epic. It has me wondering a number of things. One, do I have an Epic Games account? I'm going to guess maybe I do because I have played Fortnite in the past with my nephew. But at the same time, who the heck is ASD? And... Is this like a phishing email where they want me to click on the thing so I can go and give them my info or something? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so Fortnite's so big that people are creating like fake accounts so they can boost their other accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've read that like, um, like other IT professionals have had problems with people getting a hold of like se- like a series of email addresses within the company then using it to create dummy accounts for... Oh. So that's probably what that is. So someone's got your email address and then I would change the password on your email because someone could be looking for that to verify it to create an account. And if they're doing that, then that means they can look at your account. But that means they still don't have my password to my email, right? They just want the email itself. Well, I mean, if they can get to that email, then they can get into your account. Well, I have two-factor authentication for the email. Thank oh, heavens for that, so screw that. Then I, think that then I think that's pretty good. In your face, <laughs> you right. hacker uh, guy, whatever. Guy who calls himself hacker. <laughs> you wish you could hack as well. All right, so what's your bonus round? Not you, the guy. No, I know. I know. <laughs> you like me. You don't like the hacker man. Exactly. Bad hacker man. Jerk me, Bob. Bad hacker man. Bad Hackerman. Bad Hackerman. Gene Hackerman. <laughs> That's who he is from now on, Gene Hackerman. Gene Hackerman. All right, so what's your bonus round track? Well, I end up going with two for this one, but I think I'm going to go with the metal one because the other one. Actually, should I go with the metal one or not? Hey, go with that. I mean, something a little bit more upbeat because I feel like we got to kind of raise our spirits after that last one. That one sounded like someone died. <laughs> and, well, they did. It's Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Um, but the track I went with for my bonus round, I had to go to this series, though. Funny enough, you beat me to it earlier in the episode. But uh, the game Wild Arms, oh, yeah. the cyber western, <laughs> well, very underskeyed western cyber, but there's definitely some cyber in that game. Um, it's the town theme from the original Wild Arms game, metalized, of course, because it's me we're talking about. And it's composed or redump- arranged by Julian Gilstel. All right.
Welcome back. You just listened to the town theme, metalized, metalized, metal, metal, metal. It's been metaled, and it's composed by Julian Gustel. Crap on a bap. My pronunciation is <laughs> trash, but it's from the game Wild Arms, and it is good. Um, I wanted to get a remix of the theme Courage, which is the dungeon theme from Wild Arms One, but I could not find one that I actually liked. So if you know of one that you think is awesome, please share it with me because I, I could not come across one, which well, is a, a travesty. Well, they were all suitably Wild Westy. Yes, they were Wild Westy, but I wanted Wild Westy and Bestie. What if you had like really crazy dogs? They'd be like Wild Westies. I guess so. I did like. I mean, I do like those kinds of dogs. West was it the Wesley Terrier or um, West Wesley Wesley Crushers? The Wesley Crushers. That's like a band waiting to happen. Well, for more information on our bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com and we'll have links to the band camps and SoundClouds and everywhere where you can get the music and support the artists. Thank you for joining us on episode 13-10. This is the end of season 13. Feels weird. Or world, world 13 of Rhythm and Pixels, where we fought the boss in the Wild West Zone. And we won through pure pluck, moxie, and a whole mess of firecrackers. Yes. I, I did have to, I did go through a few um, additional one-ups. I, I stole from you. And you were of really, course you stole them, and I was not jazzed by I it am all. not good at video games. We have made this clear for the years that we've recorded the show, that, so that I have to just sort of like ride your coattails. There's just something funny about the fact that it's like, you're, you're, you're stronger and faster than me, yet I'm still somehow carrying the team. How does that work, man? <laughs> I don't understand. But the important part is, world complete. World complete. And it was cool, Modi. Who did Wild Wild West? Oh, for real! And I do have the original album somewhere in my collection, so I'm gonna go find that one. It's oh, from Sweet. It's from the uh, the uh, his album How You Like Me Now. I just love coming across like old music that I liked as a kid because back then I didn't care about artists. I just heard the music through friends and family, and it stuck. Well, it was 1987, so maybe they were listening to it as a throwback, or maybe you were like seven or eight, and you were like, "Oh yeah, yes, yeah, that's what it was." I mean, like, I'm talking like in the 80s. Like, I'd be oh, in the yeah. car with like my uncle and his friends, and they'd be blasting Kumo D, nice. as in at the time when it was new stuff. Or like how Run DMC was new back then, and they were listening to that. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, and I don't care, but I sure like it. Yeah, I used to watch Where's it on the TV ice cream? all the time. I want Garbage Pail Kids. That was pretty much yeah. my whole MO. Get, get Garbage Pail Kids. That's right. First you get the Garbage Pail, <laughs> then you get the kids, then you get the grossness. And then, and then you get the power. Then you get the power. The power being more Garbage Pail Kids. Well, if you would like to um, get in contact with us, if you have... A, uh, track suggestions or if you have a topic suggestion why don't you go to or if you have a really ripping recipe for a nice sarsaparilla if you have recipes that you'd like for us to try maybe yeah. we can try them on the air yeah, actually <laughs> that'll be a cooking episode yes yeah actually like, like a literal cooking episode <laughs> now you do the cooking um, by the game bang <laughs> you're seriously doing cooking by the book Yes, God, uh, cooking by the game. I like that. And then we'll 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 wear those weird pink wigs that are made out of plastic. Yes, 
Well, send us an email if you're interested in any of those things. <laughs> send us an email at our email address. Rhythmpixels at hotmail.com. Um, if you'd like more information about the show and a full track listing from every episode and access to all of our episodes, please check out our website. Rhythmpixels.com. And check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's usually Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, actually, I saw recently that a Google Podcasts Google has made like a podcast app on the Android. Oh, nice! And it's it's leveraging their obviously leveraging their search engine, and you can find us on Google Podcasts now. And fun fact here, by the way, well not fun fact, just like an interesting to point out. Speaking of our email, Wicked Sephiroth just well, this will be a couple days in the future when you hear this, obviously, but a couple episodes back, I don't even remember which one it was. The topic of Shovel Knight came up, yeah, and how I am horrible for not having beaten the last dungeon, and this man. This man, the wickedness of Sephiroth, yes. decides to write in to let us know he was in the last dungeon, and by the time I responded to it, he had beaten the game. So now it's, the, the clock is ticking. It's ticking, dude. It's such a good game, man. It's such a good ending. I mean, you probably know the ending. It's a great I really game. don't. Oh, it's so good. I have my guesses, like, like, the, like Shield Knight you, is the witch or something. Yeah, I, I, I almost want you to go back and start from the beginning so that you, you have the same emotional journey that I went through. The problem is I'll so go back fun. to the beginning and just never leave never the, the Plagatorium or Explodatorium again. That's a great stage. Best stage. Um, and if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is share it. You know, send the links out. On, on your uh, Facebook pages, tell your friends, people who are interested in video games. But I, I can't over, -ex I can't yeah. second what he just said <laughs> more than anything. Like, I've been trying to get out, I've been going to all these different places lately on these like random trips, and wherever I go, it somehow comes up via dialogue. So, what do you like to do? And I'm like, I co host a music game podcast. And then people get, what the heck are you talking about? And I do this, the data exchange, like, here, take this URL down. Getting the word out is stupid hard. It is. It is. But um, if you like the show, if you're into it, yeah, just tell somebody. Tell, and, tell, tell somebody you love. And trust and believe that if you decide, if there's something that you want us to talk about or share that you think is legit, we'd do the same for you. We would. We, share the show because we would do it for you. <laughs> um, if you were running for mayor, he'd vote for you. Um, if you'd like to help us in other ways uh, financially, go to patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And there um, we have a little extras we do mixtapes though they've been kind of slowing down recently and we do a live stream every month of recording of the show that you get access to and a bunch of other stuff that we'll eventually get around to we do uh, some live streaming of us playing games and we do um, bonus beats dj remixes and we like to mention you everybody all of our patreon subscribers at the end of the show so i want to start by mentioning the ninja alex the messenger Looking forward when that game comes. I want to see what he does in his off time. Yeah, Ninja Messenger. Um, I want to thank Brian Kunkel. Thank you so much for your support. Kooky Kunkel. Bobby Arson. What's going on? Don't burn it down, Arson. Damien Beckles. What's up? Schmeckles or Beckles. Oh, wicked Sephiroth. That guy again. Shovel Knight in it. Okay, Impala. Best car, best guy. Carlos. Kung Fu Carlito. What's up? I love that guy, Mr. Pooplos. Uh, Morton Gangso. What's going on, man? Number one gangster. Henrik Anderson. He demands tribute. Uh, Michael from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Love that guy. Yeah. Love that accent. Most recently, um, he has an episode on LucasArts games, which is excellent. Really good music. Mm -hmm. Really good insight on that. You gotta get him back on here. Yeah, he's a good, good dude. Uh, Brian Pitt. Thank you. Pitt. Three sacred treasures all in one heart. What else we got here? We've got Chris Murray. 
the Murrayest yeah. of Murrays, though I'm finally slowing down on that darn mobile game, dude. Cho Fasalo. Fasalast. Fasalist. And David Smith. That was close. You, yeah, you, you were sweating. <laughs> he saw me. He saw my You sweat a little. It was going. It was going a different direction. But. David deserves. He deserves the niceness of no. the names. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. It means a lot to us. You guys are legit, and in some ways, knees of bees too. All of them. Uh, the bees are out this year. It's, it's bee season. I haven't seen a single bee yet. I'm actually kind of sad. Yeah, in our yard. We got a lot of really excited about that. Anybody need to do I heard people say you can put sugar water out and you can draw bees? Yes. Yes, you can give them. Uh, we'll talk about this after the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you so much for listening. Hug a bee. Will you? If you feel like it. They do the same for you. <laughs> they really would with their stingers. Have a good week. And remember... Once upon a time, life was great. Men were men, sodas were not pop. No. Deliciousness was all in the taste buds. People were happy, they waved good morning and good night. And other such things that people like to say when they want to get nostalgic about the past. But for all the goodness that the past has, that doesn't mean that we should necessarily relegate yourself to being stagnant in the past. The present and the future await. Well, correction, the present is now and the future awaits. And it is worth it to invest in that future and maybe quite possibly come up with some new experiences and new adventures that can craft a new present with new thoughts and experiences to make you feel happy about, you know, getting out of the past and into a new chapter of your life. Move forward. Rocket Knight. Something. Something.